This is Dollars and Sensibility with Tom Stone. And we're gonna talk about what you really want. And at the end of the day, how to get what you really want is to understand money. Guild Mortgage, NMLS number 3274, Tom Stone, NMLS number 257849. The information contained in these podcasts are for educational purposes only and do not necessarily express the opinions of Guild Mortgage. So welcome to another episode of Dollars and Sensibility. Glad you joined us. I am a lucky guy today because Danielle Humphreys is in the office today. Congratulations to us. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. And she's excited to be here. It's her first podcast with me, but you've worked for Guild how many years now? <clears throat> About seven. Seven years. And Ben, and that was in between two offices. Mm-hmm. You worked up in Logan. For four years. For four years. And you've been with our office how long? Three. Three, I guess. That's, I could have done the math myself, actually. <laughs> I could have said four minus three. Okay. Three years. Yep. And of course, if I'd ask, how's it been? You would say most amazing experience ever, right? Of course. <laughs> no, it has. It's been really good. Guild is a really great company and I've really enjoyed working with them. In fact, just a little backstory to understanding Danielle is that there was, well, three years ago, you had, you decided, so you were up in Logan going to school, moved back home and you were working elsewhere and then said, cause you said, man, that kind of burned me out right there. Not that it was bad. It was a positive experience, but it was a, it was a lot. It was a, it it was a burnout experience, right? Yeah. It was run hundred miles an hour every day, all day long. And I was tired of it. (laughs) (laughs) So when you came to me, it was with caution, like with hands up saying, I I would love to help, but, uh, not, not, uh, not like that. Don't overwhelm me, please. (laughs) (laughs) And then about a year into it, you said, Hey, you know what? I might be ready to get my license again and get rolling. Yeah. Yeah, watching from the side when everybody does the fun stuff is, I was like, I want to do that again. <laughs> the fun stuff. Tell me, so I know what you're talking about, but so you were watching from the side while we were doing the fun stuff. What's the fun stuff? Well, talking to people, um, figuring out you know what they qualify for and mm-hmm. helping them get into a house. Because we were having you do like the guild experience and some, some follow-up with documents and those kind of things, but not the meat and potato stuff. Yeah. Because you didn't have your license. And that was on purpose because yep. you'd had your license. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you got your college degree, the whole bit. And you're like, well, I need to back off for a little bit. Yeah. It was a good break, but then I was ready to jump back into it. So what have you learned with seven years being in the industry that maybe someone who has not been in the industry? So in other words, you know, I asked you before we started this, I said, I want to talk about sidelining. I want to talk about when you get into this game of, of real estate when should you and and you bought a house up in uh, by utah state up in logan two of them two of them mm-hmm. and then you got out yep and and i said i asked you the question about you know should you've gotten out or should you gotten in and your answer was should have kept it <laughs> yeah so our first purchase was a townhouse and the townhouse believe it or not we paid about ninety thousand dollars for it 90,000. 90. <laughs> we should have kept it. <laughs> because over the years, especially with the 2020, 2021 growth, it would have been kaboom as well. Yeah, we actually, my husband showed me one for sale in our neighborhood, our old neighborhood the other day, and it was 320. Oh, 
So you see that math, that math and those numbers flying off into the air. But for us at the time, that it's what we needed to do. So we sold mm-hmm. it and got into another house that was mm-hmm. a little bit bigger on the different end of Cache Valley. So it worked for us. But looking back, you always are like, oh, man, if we only could have done this. So knowing what you know now, seven years in the industry, what would your advice been to yourself back then? Um, Probably would have been figure out a way to keep it. You don't need that bigger house. Hmm. Now, what about keeping it and getting another house too? Yeah, it wasn't an option at the time. Why? Um, My husband was just barely graduating from school Mm -hmm. and he got a job in Preston, Idaho. So from our townhouse, it was probably about a 40 minute drive, Mm -hmm. just a little far. We had a newborn baby Mm -hmm. and it was his first job, which paid terribly mm-hmm. and we just were kind of wasn't working anymore mm-hmm. because of the baby and it was just kind of to the point where we had to sell it to be mm-hmm. able to, to make it work sure sure yeah. sure 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 so in those circumstances you're gonna say hey that next move was great wished we could have woulda yeah so where do where do you guys fall on the conservative scale would you consider yourselves you know very or no we're like we, you know, we go crazy, you know, where are you on the conservative uh, scale? That's a great question. So I married a farm boy from Idaho. Mm. And if you know farm boys from Idaho, they are about as conservative as they come. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say I'm a little less conservative mm-hmm. than him. Um, but I, we've taught each other a lot of things throughout the years. And really, I would say we're probably less conservative than we used to be just from our life experience. Do you think that's um, and this is the wrong way to ask the question? I'm asking anyway, is that better? I think it is. Tell me why. Um, Cause if you work the same job for 30 years, you know, and you just save, 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 work yourself to death. then mm-hmm. what are you living for? Mm-hmm. So you make a few, maybe a little bit riskier investments in real estate, mm-hmm. you know, riskier than just saving your money. Yeah. 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 Know? Um, it just gives you more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Again, I always tell people my job, our job, but my job is to give them options, which yeah. opportunities is the same thing. Definitely. You know, Hey, I'm just here to give you the options to know what's available to you so that you can usually expand your thought process or at least be aware of, I mean, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah. I think this job, um, has also opened up a lot of opportunities for us mm-hmm. as in you know i didn't know we would be able to do that but mm-hmm. i can see that that we could now um like when we bought our house here in heber yeah we were basically just like oh we can't afford it here mm-hmm. you were like no you can <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't think we can and you showed me that we could mm-hmm. so. yeah and and it's pretty fun to look back now again you can say i wish i would have kept that townhouse but You've made that money and then some just at buying this house in Heber, right? Yeah. And we did make pretty decent money on it at the time, just mm-hmm. not, you know, sure. $200,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, this house that we purchased in Heber has been perfect for us. Mm-hmm. And you paid a very good price. Can I say the price? Yeah. Was it four ninety five? Four ninety five. Yeah. No one knows that anymore. You can buy a house for four ninety five. Yeah, and that was just a couple not, years ago. Not now. That was about. That was just as it was creeping up. It was just starting. It was just happening. What year was yeah, that? What, what was, When was that? Uh, 
2020. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it's starting to happen. And you jumped on a 3% rate or something like that. Yeah, 3.25. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of the reason I want you to tell your story a little bit is I want people to feel about, you know, is it relatable? Mm -hmm. So have you ever felt those feelings of I can't afford it? Or, hey, that's just, you know, something out of my realm. Or how do I make it work if I want to keep my house? Is that even possible? Yeah. And the answer is come talk to us. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cause I think a lot of the time you just think, Oh, there's no way to make it work. Mm -hmm. But then when somebody with more experience shows, you no, actually, this is the way you can do it. Then, mm -hmm. then you don't have to rent anymore. <laughs> so, so let's, so again, the, the, the title, I want to make this podcast is, I mean, you can title it Daniel Humphreys is in the house. You could certainly say that, <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, which is which is phenomenal for us, by the way. But it's sidelining. I want to talk about sidelining, and I'm going to use that theory or that that story about it. And it's, it says, you know, hey, the question is, you know, when is the right time to get into real estate? When should I? When should I? And again, looking back over the last two or three years, when 2020 was starting to do its thing, and you and everyone in the office basically jumped. And yeah. in that, you know, few month period of time and bought a house all at once. Because mm -hmm, I was like, oh, you went, I went, we should go, Tom. Yeah, okay, guys, let's go, let's go. And you know, I was kind of, I was pushing slightly gently and a little hard here and there. Now's the time, now's the time, right? Because yeah. everyone was renting, yeah. except for, for except for Margo, but everyone else was renting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, now's the time, which it's always a gamble. But I guess if someone asked the question, when is the right time to get, off the sideline and into the game, what would you say? Now. <clears throat> and let's go down that path. <laughs> let's go down that path. Let's define the chronological order of now. So now, but of course, you we could say, man, it's too bad you didn't buy in 2020 like Danielle, which yeah. is true. And But you could always say that. You could always say, you know, I should have bought in 2009 or I should have mm -hmm. bought. But you have to do what's good for you mm -hmm. on your own timeline. Um, but I think that's one of the important things about talking to a professional is that they can help you understand when is the best time for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you might say, I want to buy a house now and, but your credit's not quite there sure. or you don't have enough money saved up, you know, mm -hmm. but you're moving forward. But getting in the game, mm -hmm. which could mean you show up for practice. Sure. Which means maybe you don't have a starting position yet, but you are trying to work up to it. Mm -hmm. And getting in the game is, hey, I'm on the team. I got a coach and I'm getting experience. I'm understanding the plays. I'm using more of a football analogy here or, or basketball, but soccer. or soccer. Excuse me. That's <laughs> yes, your sport. Yep. Soccer. Right. I know the plays. I'm getting familiar with how this works. I understand the terminology. Yeah. Right. I understand, I understand what seems going on. Again, I probably would put at the top of that list of coach. Right. And, and, and I'm not saying it just has to be me, but it, it's us as a team mm -hmm. that we come together and we help people hear, feel, see, understand things that that's they want, but they're not sure how to get there. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and, and then, of course, I also say that once you're in the game, there's also timeouts, you know, hey, let's take a timeout and let's mm -hmm. talk about this. Then there's also, you know, halftime, take a little break and think about it. There's also playing offense and defense. So, so I love that you would say now, which is something that I've said. Maybe you've heard me say, of course, uh, it's always now. It's always now to get in the game of understanding so that you are ready to go when the time is right. Yeah. 
Is that okay to say that? Yeah, we had been looking for at, at houses just online for months. And I think once you take that first step of can this even work, mm-hmm. it kind of all falls into place when it should. Mm-hmm. So and again, you had a little edge where you were coming to work and sitting kind of, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? And yeah. what if we did this and where are we at? Hey, I need to run some numbers. And mm-hmm. we're always a little bit, the first thing we all do is go online and, and yeah. look, which I always tell people, don't do that. Because <laughs> you find these beautiful houses and you fall in love with it. And I said, get their math. No, no one does it. I understand that we all want to look and just see for fun. And they, and, and they always get on the calculators and the calculators are, do you think the calculators are good online? Terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They don't give a real value at all as far as. No. Well, first of all, the interest rate. Yeah. It's just some arbitrary rate that they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's never right. Mm-hmm. It never includes property taxes, insurance, HOA. Mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance. Yeah. So you just, you never have a good mm-hmm. idea of what the real number is. And then of course, debt ratio and how that's calculated, right? Mm-hmm. And is it gross income, net income? And. Yeah. We would try and teach that on these podcasts when you come in, but it's gross income, by the way. And what kind of income you have? Is it salary? Is it hourly? Is there commission? Is it piece rate? Is it self-employed? Is it an S corp? Is it a, <laughs> is it a, is it, is it a, you know, and they say, well, I make this much money. Okay. Well, like I just did a tax return where someone showed a huge loss, huge, you know, six figure loss. Well, I went back and it was a self-employed person. And guess what? They had a whole lot of depreciation they wrote off. So I could add that back. <laughs> Excuse me, you can add that back. And of course, now they qualify. Yep. So if someone looks at their front page of their tax return, like a lot of banks do, yeah. and say, oh, yeah, you, you lost some money, you can't qualify. Well, you turn some pages, you dig a little deeper, you do some worksheets. Yep. Uh, and you're like, and that's what you're talking about when you said, I, I don't want to be, you want to, I guess I'm using the same analogy when you were working here. I want to get back into the game, I want to get back into, you know, running some numbers and making things work, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the, more fun part. I so, think. so, so I would even dare say that a lot of what you've done for us is I say to you something like this. Hey, Danielle, we've got a new loan application just came in and here's the problems. Will you go look this up and see what we are dealing with? Yeah. Give us an example. Give us a thought process. Like, you know, so you look up loan programs, you look up what ifs scenarios. In fact, you, you just did credit. Yeah. Yeah. We have a program that um, if you can, you can change anything. So may say your credit cards are all maxed out. Mm-hmm. If you pay them to this dollar amount, what will that do to your credit score? Mm-hmm. And we can help a lot of people that way because they might not even know where to start. Mm-hmm. And we just say, Hey, if you do this and this, your credit will go to, you know, 640 mm-hmm. or 620, mm-hmm. whatever that number mm-hmm. is that we need. And then all of a sudden we can do a loan where we couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Yep. In fact, I tell people when they come and see me that I've never, ever said, no, you don't qualify. I just say, not right now. Yeah. And here's the steps we need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's really what I'm, I'm, you do a hundred thousand things. But one of the things is, Hey, Danielle, can you research this? Because we got to find out how this works. Even if with my, I'm on, I'm, I keep saying I'm on 30, I think I'm on 29 years doing this, but they change the rules all the time. All the time. It's always changing. So you always have to look it up. Yeah, one of the mistakes that happens in my industry, especially if you have someone that says, I've been in the business 29 years, okay, like me, you have to be careful with people who say, I've been in 10 years, whatever it is. And they often think they know what they're talking about. Well, they do, certainly more than they did for year one. For sure. But the first the first time we assume that the loan we did 
last week or last month or last year is what we're dealing with alone in front. If we don't look up what's going on and be fresh, then that person might not get alone because we told them, oh, I'm sorry, that doesn't work. Or yes, you do. That's that's probably even worse, by the way. Yeah, that is worse. Is to say, yeah. yes, you are qualified and you get clear down this path and then kaboom. Yeah. In fact, take us through a scenario. So when I, it doesn't happen here, but I hear this, the nightmare of mortgages is I went and talked to him. He said I was all good to go. I got down farther down the path and then I didn't qualify anymore. I had already put earnest money down, paid the appraisal under contract. Yeah. I mean, that's every loan officer's nightmare, I think. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants that to happen to their clients. But yeah, with the guidelines changing so often, I mean, weekly, sometimes you mm -hmm. get emails saying, hey, they changed this, they mm -hmm. changed that. And you got to keep up on it or, mm -hmm. or that does happen. Mm -hmm. So I think opening up those guidelines every time you're going to do a loan and saying, okay, yet yeah, they check these boxes. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to do to make sure that you don't run into that problem because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a bad feeling. Oh, geez. <laughs> we can't do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't say, oh yeah, you're approved. And then uh, so many times, uh, you know, so I've already got the moving truck or the, in fact, one of my stories on the, on, on the, I'm on the good end of it was I got a phone call from a real estate agent that said, Hey, we were supposed to close tomorrow. And these clients are moving from Hawaii. They've put their stuff on a boat. They're here to sign and found out that what they were told, the loan, isn't approved. And they don't know what to do now. They left Hawaii, have their, they closed up their, closed their lease. They have nowhere to live right now. They're, they're in a hotel. Can you help them? Now, I'll rush to the end of the story. Guess what? We did. Of course, now we have clients for life there and, you know, we got them a house and we closed it in like 11 days or something like that. It was a little bit of a, an extension because we had to redo a couple of things. That's good. But that feeling is something we cannot go through. Yeah. But that feeling or knowing of that feeling or concern of that feeling is why people stay on the sidelines. Yeah, definitely. Right. Because you don't want to be told that all the things you want that you can't have. <laughs> so. So take me through this. So why wouldn't someone just come in? In fact, I, this is what I recommend. Please come in way before you're even, you know, just I'm starting to think about it mm -hmm. and let's get all the information. Most people wait until they've been on Zillow, they found the house they want, and then they come in. Yeah. How come they don't come in sooner? I think that that's the biggest thing is they don't want to be told no. Mm. They don't want anybody to say, oh yeah, those things that you want, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. And when you come in before you're ready, then we can say, oh, yeah, maybe not today. But if you do this, then let's make it happen. So that's the now, right? You know, come in, get some coaching, get some mentorship, yeah. hear and learn and, and feel and see what's going on, how it works. I guess someone could say, but what if things change? Well, we're, we're going to keep it within a range that, you know, the, the changes are, are, are sometimes big, but we keep on top of it. So do you know anybody that's still renting or are they all bought? Most people that I know have bought. And you're how old? 34. So the, so the average age of people who buy houses is 31 in America. Mm -hmm. So that's true. Most people your age or your, your friend group would be saying we own a home now. Yeah. And what's the next step for a 34 year old? Is it like I bought my house and I'm done or do they 
What's the next step? Um, rental properties. Oh, okay. That's kind of what I'm hoping our next step is. You want to do that? Yeah. And why it's do not you... for everybody, mm -hmm. but I think it's a good, a good investment. And why? And of course, I I already have this like lead in. That's what I preach, right? But why do you want to do it? Um. Well, I think one of the biggest reasons is because that's what my dad has always done, hmm. and I've You've seen, seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it pay off for him and be good. Be a good investment, and I think that. Was that his main job or his side hustle? Um, well, if you know my dad, he has about 27 side hustles. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say that's his main job. That's his main job is is properties. Mm -hmm. And he, I think he, he's also bought and sold and developed some, right? Yeah. Bought, sold, developed lots of things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And rentals. Mm -hmm. Just a combination of all things. Yep. Okay. So you take conservative Idaho boy and you have dad who's entrepreneur times a hundred uh -huh. and, and what is, what does your husband think about the idea of going into rental properties? He loves it. Oh, he does. He does. Yeah. It, he's kind of more like, I just don't know how we can make it happen yet. Same question. Yeah. Same question. Yep. So, so, so I guess that's where I was kind of going. I hoping is that, you know, I want to buy my first house. I'm not sure how to get there. You buy your house, you settle in, you kind of raise your family and then you kind of step back a little bit after three, four, five, six, 10 years, whatever it is. And you're like, wait a minute, I need a retirement or I need a, a supplemental income or what can I do? And of course, real estate is a very real good one. Very real comma good one. I'll make sure I said that right. Uh, but he doesn't know where to start. So Mrs. So, Mrs. Loan officer with a license, where does he start? We need to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> what I would mean, you say? What would you say? I mean, I obviously know what the steps are. Um, Teach us. You just, you got to send in that application, mm -hmm. figure out, I mean, for other people, mm -hmm. not us who do it every day, mm -hmm. send in that application, make the appointment, mm -hmm. just say, Hey, this is what I'm wanting to do. How can we make it work? So let's, let's, because they're like, well, I want to hear some details before I really engage in that. Let's go through that. So one of the advices I give is that congratulations on buying your house. I love it. The minute you have some equity in that home in the next month or year or whatever, let's go get a home equity line of credit, mm -hmm. a second mortgage, right? Yep. And why would I say that? Um, so you have a down payment for your next property. That's it. That's it. Because one of the, that is the stumbling block for getting into real estate is you can get a minimum down loan for a primary residence for the home you're going to move into from zero to three to 5% down. You can get into a house. But you want to buy a rental house, it's usually 20, 25%. So yeah. a much, much bigger one. And the reason for that is, is that the, they consider a rental home a riskier property. If you get into financial distress, your home you live in is the last one you're going to let go. Yeah. So they want a, a bigger spread mm -hmm. of that. And it's also, well, there's other variables too, but so that's the biggest reason. And most people say, well, if you're buying a $500,000 house for a rental, you know, let's do the quick math, 500,000, five times, all right. 500,000 times 25% is $125,000. Add some closing costs onto that. You're talking, you know, 130, $135,000. Yeah. And most people don't have that. Most people don't have that. Yeah, I mean, back to you and your friends, <laughs> you know, Hey, I've got $135,000 sitting around. What should I do with it? Mm -hmm. I'm sure someone can say that, but well, most yeah. of us can't. Most of us can't. But you can, if you've got a home that's grown in equity. Yeah. And you know, also if rentals aren't your thing. 
maybe you just upgrade your house. Mm -hmm. Maybe bigger and better is what you're mm -hmm. hoping for. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, you know, once your kids are gone, you downsize and then you have all that money to go on vacation, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah, but I think rentals are the way to go because yeah. it's a multiplier effect. Yeah. So you have you have one one house that's doing it for you. What if you had two or three or four? They're also growing in appreciation. Mm -hmm. The other piece that's simpler, and I want to make sure this is clear. So I just talked about a bigger down payment needed to buy that rental house. But even even a better situation that even says, hey, this home, we're about growing our home, like you just suggested. Mm -hmm. We'll turn your existing home into a rental. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you just get a lease agreement on that guy that says, hey, your payment's two grand. I get rent for two or three thousand dollars. And I can cover this rent. You can get to a point so that the, I just hit my microphone twice. I'm, deal with I'm, all, I'm talking with my hands and it's getting, and the microphone's in my way. But then you can actually go buy another primary residence with back to that 5% down. Yeah. So then you say, oh, I don't have to put that 25% down. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to stay in your home and buy another rental, yeah. yes. Yeah. But if you're okay to convert your primary to a rental and then buy another one, then the next one's actually the primary. So you put the minimum down. And a lot of people do that. That's the way to go. And the rules are you have to be in your home at least 12 months before you can convert it to a rental. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you care about the taxes and ta and stuff like that, which if you're trained rental, you don't. But sometimes people wait two years. Because if you're living here for two years for tax purposes, it might be mm -hmm. something you can get uh, around capital gains taxes. Yep. So what are you going to do? So you say, I want to get into rental properties. Is is the turning your house into a rental an idea? Is that Would you be okay with that? Or are you like, I'm in love with my house? Um, no, we're in love with our neighborhood is the hard part. Oh. We're not necessarily in love with our house, but the first step is finishing our basement. Mm -hmm. So then we can rent it out for more mm -hmm. and then finding another house. And you got an in there too, because your dad can help out with the construction yeah, tide, right? The side, right? The summer, so. Yeah. So you've got, you've got this little thing in your back pocket that's connection. Where, yeah. Where you he's can... not only an entrepreneur, but he's a very, very good handyman. Very experienced in construction, and he and my husband are going to do probably 90% of it. Mm -hmm. so. so then you have an upstairs and downstairs to rent. You can rent it for more. Mm -hmm. Is that the plan? That is the plan, yeah. So and convert. We'll have six bedrooms instead of three. So. Mm -hmm. And it's really a perfect rental home, too, for a family. Yeah, it is. Right? It is in a, such a good neighborhood. We just love it there. But you'll stay in the neighborhood probably, sounds like. We're hoping to, yeah. We have our eye on a few houses that if they ever go up for sale, we'll probably try to snatch them. Because <laughs> mm. you want, I want that house. Mm. Now, another tactic on that is, you know, back into the getting off the sidelines and having a coach and talking about it is, well, just make sure that person, does that person know you want their house? Not yet. Well, my coaching to you <laughs> would be, you know, in just a very, oh my gosh, I love your house. Uh, it's beautiful. If I ever get the next house, it'd want to be one just like yours or even yours. So if you ever want to sell, let me know. Yeah. Right. They, they live right behind us. So I probably need to go over and have that conversation. Just, just, you know, at the barbecue, <laughs> whatever your house is my next dream house. Yeah. If you ever want to move, call me first. Let me know. Yeah. So that's a compliment. It's positive. It's not getting to a weird, it's not weird oh, at yeah, all. No, right. At all. And they're the nicest people. Too, yep. So. And again, I love all of my realtor con uh, connections and they do a phenomenal job, but if you've got a, neighbor behind the fence that you trust, mm -hmm. you could do the transaction right at the title company without yeah. realtors. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that you try to get around using a realtor, but you probably don't need a realtor in that situation. Yeah. No, especially where I have experience in the industry. Mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. 
and, and that's another situation, you know, people say, do I always have to list my house with a realtor? The answer is no. You can do a FISBO for sell by owner, mm -hmm. but you do want to have some coaches along the side if you're going to do that. Either you yourself or some other people from, from us, uh, lender situation, title company, just know the ins and outs of that. Yeah. I think the paperwork is the hardest part for most people. Oh, I bet that's it, huh? So let's do the rundowns. How do you fill out a contract? That mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. almost, that's not something most people are really familiar with. Mm -hmm. So let's go through that. So if I'm going to do it for sell by owner, if I have a house to sell and I'm 34, you know, I'll move to that next house. I'm not going to rent. I'm going to sell it. Again, we talked about we should rent it. But mm -hmm. by the way, this is why you sit down and talk about it, right? Yeah. There's so many options to consider. So many. So I need a real estate purchase contract. Mm -hmm. You can find that literally on Utah.gov under real estate mm -hmm. and it's already formed it's done just right you just fill in the you just fill in the boxes yeah and again you might say hey tom excuse me let me back up i am not a licensed loan uh, i can't do agent. that yeah we can't do it for you yeah but i could look at it and say oh yeah we can use that yeah you know and you do the same thing with the title company hey this is what i'm using the thing i missed no that, that gives us all the information we need mm -hmm. so i'm not saying i can help fill out a contract in any way but no. i am saying Back and look at a contract and say that gives me what I need, yeah. and 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 so give that kind of advice. Then what? So I got to get a real estate purchase contract. Two parties agree, they sign it. Now what do they do? What's the, what's the other paperwork? Just your loan, I guess. Yeah, loan and then closing. Which which who does all that? We do. And the title company. And the title company, yeah. So not as hard as you think. No, I think if you realtors definitely have value. Of course. And I think if you don't have experience, this is your, you know, first or even second time, or you're not familiar with the area, there's so many, so many reasons to use a realtor. But yeah, in this situation. Yeah. If it's a neighbor with a fence, if it's your mom or dad, it's your grandma, yeah. you, you can work through some other things. Definitely. The other part about if you want to use a realtor, of course, it's that if someone is good at it and they're a really good negotiator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, most people say, yeah, you pay us a commission, but we, we don't have to negotiate. So by no means am I excluding them. But there are times and situations where, yeah, where it doesn't make well, and, and if nothing else, I'd still say you should understand what you're signing, yes. not just sign something, right? For sure. Again, my point was, so this, again, this, I want to call this sidelining, right? And why do we sideline ourselves? Why do we not get in the game? And I think you've said it a few times. I'm just not sure how to. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Okay. So what's my first step and where do I go? Or someone like me could never afford that. Yeah. That's just not, oh yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. Exactly. Those are the phrases, right? To yeah. keep us on the sideline. So the first step is 435-654-9979 or goalpathtom.com. And let's just start chatting. In fact, that's my favorite part. My favorite part of my job is the planning part, is the sitting down and saying, what if? In fact, I had a conversation with clients yesterday. And, and in fact, I'll, I'll hear, hear what it says. Here's what I say. You know, thanks for coming. Good to, good to see you. All those little intro things. And then I say, okay, I got one question. I know you got tons of questions, but I only have one. And it's going to be something, that's it. <laughs> that's it. What do, you, what want? do you want? What do you want? And it, it always takes them one, two, three, four, five, six, ten times at that question before I get it out of them. Because most people have told themselves no, 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 no. Or their parents or society yeah. have said, no, you can't do that. Yeah. No, you're not. You're, nah, you can't you're do that. You're, you're too, too old. You're too Yep, you're too something. Yeah. T-O-O -O, something. <laughs> Yeah. And I was, what do you want? And yes, you know, it was, you know, a certain, I want a dream house that looks like this and I, and I want to have a second home and I want to have, you know, their list was a plane and and someone else is going to be a cabin and someone, great. Give me your list, man. 
And it's like, oh, you know, I don't make enough money yet. That, that is not what I asked. Yeah. And then they're sitting on this house they bought a few years ago. They're sitting on a half million dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, if you sold that house, again, you might turn it to a rental, but if you sold it, you got a half million bucks. Yeah. Guess what just opened up? All oh, sorts of options. Because if your equity is locked in your house, and people say, in fact, another, another podcast I'm going to do is called um, Debt Reduction is Not an Investment Strategy. Ah, just, nah, we'll Good do it another title. time. <laughs> Debt reduction is not an investment strategy. It's not bad. It's a good thing. But if you, like you said, just work your guts out and pay all your bills for 30 years or whatever it's going to be and finally paid it off, yeah, you don't have that pain anymore, but you have no income. Mm -hmm. Where's the income coming from? Yeah. And, and so you sit down, you have a conversation, you set the plan out, and you, you literally have this want list. And I send an email afterwards and I say, from our conversation yesterday, here's these things. You have these 10 things that you've identified as your top list. And over the next, whatever the plan is, one, five, 10 years, you and I are going to work through this list. And that's the kind of house you want as a dream house. Great. And this is, you want a second home. Okay, great. You want a cabin. You want a trip every year to Hawaii. Okay, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And we're going to put a plan together that will make that happen. Yeah. Do you believe that? Yes. Is that just a sales pitch? No. I've seen it. You've seen it. Life. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun for me when people see the options. And then and then what's fun is all of a sudden it becomes them instead of me. It's like, you know, when you teach somebody something and then they start teaching it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's now they own it and it's theirs. Mm -hmm. And it's like I just kind of step back and just watch them go and do, right? Yeah. And then, and then you're in the game and not only are you just on the sidelines watching other people, you're in the game, you're playing it, and then you start winning the game, yep. winning more and more games, and then you win your own personal NBA championship or Super Bowl, whatever it is that. that and that and the goal is that the want list, and and people's want lists are like sincere. This isn't like I want a you know Ferrari every three months. Yeah, they're real desires. In yeah. fact, yesterday there were tears. And, you know, I finally got to a point, and the tears came mm -hmm. of like, well, what I really want is, and I'm like, okay, I got there. <laughs> yeah. This is what means something to them. And they and the 27 mansions and yeah, no, who, no. <laughs> most people don't want 27 mansions, no, but they've got some things that they really feel would be amazing for their family, yeah, definitely. Right? So, as we finish, what's your want list? I mean, that's personal, so you don't have to do it all, but you know, give me your top three. My want list is what that that's hard. Um, I think the top of my want list is vacations, vacations. And that sounds like, I don't want to just go sit on a beach. Mm -hmm. I want to go experience a country and learn about people and, you know, have your eyes opened mm -hmm. to other ways of living. Mm -hmm. I lived in Spain for a semester during Six college. months, right? Yeah. And it was just, it was the best thing I've ever done for myself. So where, where were you in Spain? In Salamanca. It's a little town. I shouldn't say a town, a little city um, close to the border of Portugal. So it's about two and a half hours northwest of Madrid, mm -hmm. close to Portugal. And it was amazing. And I think that traveling and seeing different things, it's not just, oh, you know, I just want to relax. Right. Beach, right, right. That's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But it just opens you up to a, such a bigger world that you didn't understand before. Mm. So, so since you probably had, the top of my list. And you've had that before where you've experienced it and you want it again. Yeah. Yep. I've been to 18 countries. 18. Mm -hmm. So this want list, you've been, you've been already doing it. 100. <laughs> you want a hundred. I think it'd be amazing, but 
Give me, you said 18 countries. What are the countries you've been to? So I lived in Spain. I've been to France, England, pretty much all of Western Europe, Germany, mm. Austria, Switzerland. Um, my husband and I went to Ireland. Mm. Um, we've been to Costa Rica, I've been to Canada, Mexico. And then I also did a different study abroad mm -hmm. in um, college where we went to Peru and Chile and Brazil. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. Lots of really cool things. Hmm. I guess if, if an employer, I guess an employer would probably want someone like that working for him, wouldn't they? <laughs> I hope so. Speaking Spanish too, right? Yep. Pretty fantastic. Again, the idea of having a perception of life, giving a bigger picture, having more options, seeing it a little differently, mm -hmm. having someone else share and a sounding board. That's the whole goal. So, you know, in our industry, you know, you can get on and say, you know, who has the lowest interest rate? Well, even today, that's just a crock because rates change every hour and they're just all over the place. But, you know, what's what's your interest rate? It's just not the best investment strategy either, right? Well, I always say that's like walking into the grocery store and saying, hey, what are groceries today? Exactly. Like, what, what, what do you want? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> that's you, a great one. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. I would never call a grocery store and say that. Yeah. When I walk out of here, I want to, I want to have the cheapest one. Mm -hmm. Do you want the cheapest one or do you want to have an experience and do you want to have, you know, high quality food yeah. and, and be healthy and, and come back next time because of your experience and the service, right? Yeah. I like that one. I'm going to steal that one, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's pretty good. That was really good. I've not used that one before. I'm glad we had this podcast so I could hear that. That was a good one. Yeah. And it costs zero dollars to come in and talk to us. Exactly. In fact, you will never pay us. No. Right. Even our closing costs, there is no fee to us. You have some fees that the appraiser gets paid, the title insurance, like that. Mm -hmm. But we get paid because you make a mortgage payment to us over time. And so we get paid on the backside. You'll never see it. You'll so never yeah, see you it. You don't call up Tom Stone and he's like, oh, well, there's a hundred and fifty dollar consultation mm -hmm. fee. That, nope. That's not how it works. Nope. Nope. My hope and goal is that someone comes in, they learn something, they they enjoy the experience, they got a nugget of information, and then we meet again for the next step. And then we go and do it. And then as life moves on, you say, like you say, time for the next house or whether it's moving or it's rentals or whatever it is. And we just, you know, client for life was what we hope so that we help someone build personal wealth. Yep. That's our mantra. We help people build personal wealth through real estate. Yes. Man, I think I'm just going to, will you stay here working for me for a long time, please? <laughs> I hope so. Okay. All right. That's the plan. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure she gets paid enough. That's for sure. But Daniel, thanks for taking the time, and I appreciate you teaching your side of sidelining. And again, I hope that we've encouraged people to say, well, "I just need to get rolling and start talking about this," huh? Yep. Okay. Thank you. See you. This is Dollars and Sensibility, and I'm Tom Stone. Thank you for listening, and thanks for getting real with me. So, next step is to answer your questions. Come see me, Guild Mortgage, four three five six five four nine nine seven nine or goaplastom.com.